Greetings and welcome to another episode of 30 Minutes with Mark. I'm your host, Mark Ngotuni. And today, of all days, I'm going to be talking about the Hades, the 15th edition. Welcome. The Hades, which are, up to at this particular moment, one of the very long-standing Nigerian music awards, now taking place for the 15th time, took place last night at the Cobb Energy Performing Arts Center in Atlanta, Georgia. The first time that the Hades are taking place outside of Nigeria, of course. And the move that was seen as trying to diversify and trying to attract other markets at the point where Afrobeats was being sent to the world by the tagline, Afrobeats to the world. Yeah? So among many things that the Hades tried to do better, I thought that they robbed quite a few artists and awarded others in a manner that, you know, doesn't really make sense when you look at the works. But again, it's awards. They do this all the time. So I think sometimes they hand over the awards and they wait for the next day that, you know, who will say what? And then, you know, becoming a little bit more relevant for the day. And then two days later, nobody really remembers about that. That is not to say there has not been some rightfully winner. Let's say, for example, Rookie of the Year going to fave. A rightfully um, takeover, definitely. But there were some other wins that I'm like, you know, how can you award this particular artist? Yeah, And I'm just going to be starting point blank. Yeah, Choosing the best Southern African artist. Black Coffee was on the list. Shasha was on the list. Focalistic was on the list. But you know, who won that particular category? Focalistic. Focalistic winning over Black Coffee, a Grammy winner. Doesn't really make any sense. Yeah? President Yastrata. Definitely a very good artist. But Black Coffee won a Grammy. For one of the most outstanding works we've ever heard coming out of the continent, subconsciously. There's no way that Focalistic is, by any means, artistically closer to Black Coffee, at this particular time at least. So that was a very clean and clear robe of an award. The rap category. This was something that I had a lot of questions even when it was announced. Carpe Diem by Olamide, winning over Show Them Camp, Clone Wars, Volume 5. Olamide's Carpe Diem is not entirely a rap album. I think that is equivalent to calling um, anything by, what is the absurd example I can get? Calling Khadija Kopa a rapper. It's very far. Olamide has come a long way from the rapping game. And Carpe Diem was nowhere near being a rapping album. But that won over. One of, I must say, best work from Show Them Camp, Clone Wars Volume 5. That was a beautiful, masterfully rap record. But it really didn't win. And I thought, and I think... It is a deserved winner over Olamide's Carpe Diem. 
So that was the second one. The third one. And this is something that I'm like, you know, why? Why do this? Why do this to artists? Yeah. You nominated an artist like Brymo six times in different categories from record of the year to album of the year. And my man didn't win anything. And I'm not saying I just needed Brymo to win, but I think Essen was such a brilliant work. And Meji Meji, which was a track nominated over board for, for example, record of the year, was actually really deserved to win at least one of the categories. Brymo is a very talented musician. It's a no-brainer. It's not a discussion that he really deserved to win. From especially a work like Essen, you really want to go and listen to that particular album. It's quite an amazing body of work, given that it was a double album. Essen, Harmattered in Winter. A beautiful body of work. And, you know, executed at the highest level. Plainly, doesn't make any sense nominating a person over six times and not making him win either of those six categories. A huge, a huge deal. Thames. Thames only discussion, I think, at the particular point of, at this particular point in the Hades, came solely from how Essence performed, a track from which she was featured. So my next assessment of Thames is not entirely based on how beautifully she can sing. That is like a no-brainer. She's a good, intelligent artist and vocalist. But if Orange was a place winning uh, an R&B album of the year with only five songs and less than 20 minutes runtime over a board of work like Ricky Hassan's The Prince I Became. It's really, for lack of a better word, just favoritism and right there and then. Thames is a brilliant singer. Yes, but her project compared to Ricky Hassan's was really nowhere near. Ricky Hassan had quite a beautiful, beautiful body of work. And I'm going to say, please do listen to Ricky Hassan's The Prince I Became. You really know where I'm coming from with this particular one. So I think the head is really missed on that particular one as well. What do we make of this? Yeah, uh, WizKid won over won five awards. Burner Boy won two. AG Baby won one. Nothing from Cheeky, of course. Um, Benson won also as next artist, which is, you know, one of those awards that, you know, are very highly looked at so those were some very proper wins if you ask me the winning of jackie as best western african musician definitely that was a deserved win she had a very good year and it's a no-brainer there she won that one deservedly so with music awards every time they come up they have this tendency of disappointing whether deliberate or non-deliberate but mistakes like mixing up focalistic and black coffee these are like you know you really don't get it do you you don't understand the workings of the music which the head is people i think i would like to think that they know how to work around music but yeah 
that was, was a very rookie mistake. Yeah, you don't do that kind of a mistake. You don't really say Olamide winning Carpe DM is like, you know, yeah, this is a rap album of the year. But what is rap about Carpe DM? Is it is it because Olamide used to do rap? Is it because Olamide is in your camp, is your friend? You know, he has to win somehow, you know. Oh, you know, you have to make him win so that somebody will talk about the headies. You know, that year, they snatched this particular word from Olamide. You know, it was really not a fitting project to be first if in that particular category. But here we are. Wonders never cease to amaze me when it comes to music awards. And somehow, senses seem to be flying all over the windows. So congratulations to all the winners. And I hope uh, next year the headies don't get to mix up the awards as they did with Nandi and Zuchu on the best East African female artist. Yeah, there was a little bit of a confusion over there. Or at least they improve the voting portal. And it's not just Google Forms flying left, right and center. You know, Atlanta, Georgia and Google Forms. You could really have somebody work on proper Nicely lit, nicely designed voting portal. Yeah, something like that. It could make their words go a long way. And do a little bit of research. You know, one of the things that I've come to understand, in as much as Nigerians want to award other markets, they are slightly out of touch with what happens in those markets. A little bit. You know, a problem that comes with inclusivity without knowing that you know shasha is from zimbabwe and focalistic is from south africa you know and elaine actually sings r&b and she's quite a brilliant artist and maybe she hasn't had a proper body of work rather than singles over some time nominating her was like you know yeah yeah in out in out but there were some other artists doing some Beautiful works like, let's say, Bule, Makadzi. So, doing research pays. You really don't have to be inclusive when you don't really know how to be inclusive. Those are awards. They tend to disappoint again. I think I'm repeating this for the second time this year. Awards tend to disappoint. And when you depend on them too much, you know, they don't, you know, make sense as much as they do. But they don't. Again, congratulations to the winner. Made in Lagos won way too much just because the essence of that particular track. Yeah, yeah, it made sense. But too much. Hey, too much. I thought I would see Chike's album in there. It was quite a beautiful, brilliant body of work. And it had a very good run over the year in progress. But somehow it was not there. Maybe it was my mistake. But I think Chike was supposed to be there. So, out with the headies. Those are our music awards. And this happens. Over to other news. Yeah? Other things. More important matters. After removing all that air from my chest, I think now I can breathe properly. After talking about the headies. EPL. Manchester United. 3. Arsenal. 1. After a very long five-game win back-to-back on Game 6, 
Manchester United breaks that winning curse from Arsenal and beat them 3-1 at Old Trafford. A brilliant merch. Very nice to watch. An overall beautiful execution of goals. Yeah. With a pinch of salt. You know, with where Manchester was over the last four games, seeing them playing the way they are playing now and winning back-to-back is like a miracle. And that is like the beauty of EPL. We have seen some tidbits of the VAR playing left, right and centre. And I hope there are going to be some corrections over there. Over the weekend also, we had very nice matches. Chelsea winning 2-1 against West Ham. Liverpool drawing against Everton. Man City also drawing with Aston Villa. Funny enough. But Haaland continues scoring. And he's becoming the top scorer with 10 goals now over six matches. Man is a German machine. Went to England to just score goals. And we love to see it. We love to see the show. That was like the weekend on just a little bit there, the football side. But what made me happy was Manchester United. Manchester United winning 3-1. And Marcus Rashford, yeah, winning two goals. And Tony Marshall winning one. And of course, Saka giving Arsenal their only goal on the 60th minute. Beautiful gameplay. Beautiful. Lights out and here we go. That is, you know, the thing that they say on Formula One. And this weekend, it was the Dutch Grand Prix. For which the homeboy, Max Verstappen, continues his winning streak. He finished ahead of George Russell and Charles Leclerc of Mercedes and Ferrari, respectively, making his points 310. And likely the new winner of this year's championship. Straight, the Red Bulls are very fast on the streets. No cab over there. Lewis Hamilton went from actually eyeing his first victory to losing a seat at the podium as well. Strategy or something over there. But it was a beautiful race also to get to watch over the weekend. And that one, we got to see a little bit of the Max and Hamilton uh, fighting for a position. But eventually, Max took it off. George Russell also tried and he was very, very close to Lewis Hamilton when he told, told to a little bit give him chance by team orders. Red Bull leads the constructors and the drivers as well. And next week, on the 11th, we are going to the Italian Grand Prix. Let's see what is going to be happening there if Mercedes at all have a way to come back. But it looks like Max is becoming the new champion of this particular season the tennis side i said like i'm gonna be giving you some you know here and there about tennis serena williams apparently didn't make it past round three and she lost to agila 
Tomal Janovic from Australia, who is 29 years old, by 756761. The morning of Saturday, which was Friday night by the USA Times, there was no more Serena in the US Open. She said, I'm just going to be doing karaoke. I've been doing this game and over the weekend, my feet up, karaoke, just going to have fun. And that was how it ended. But in as much as it ended for Serena Williams, there is someone, an 18-year-old Coco Gauff, who is indeed amazing on the court. And she made it to the quarterfinal after beating Shane Zhang, who is 36 years old, by 7-5-7-5. Amazing player. You gotta see her, see how she handles her wins. I think she has a very nice way of, you know, making sure that, or making it on your face that she has won this particular set. A very unique sight to see. Only at 18, she's shaping up to become one of the biggest tennis players we know. And I think making it to the quarterfinal is a beauty. And of course, she's going to be playing Caroline Garcia from France, who is 28 years old, on the quarterfinal. On the men's side, by the time I was recording this, uh, Rafael Nadal was playing Francis Tiafo, who is 26 on the men's rank. Rafael Nadal is number three. Francis looks like a rookie in every other category compared to Rafael Nadal. This is going to be a very interesting match to watch, definitely. If you can, this is going to be the 23rd Grand Slam that Nadal is eyeing. And it's not going to be easy by the looks of it because another very brilliant player who qualified, Nick Karigos from Australia, is also going to quarterfinal. So this particular match is going to be defining who goes to the quarterfinal as well. But still, this man, Rafael Nadal, has a challenge in front of him. It's not going to be easy if he's planning to get that particular 23rd Grand Slam this year. Lizzie Trust becomes the next Prime Minister of UK. I didn't see that coming, did I? She's becoming... A prime minister after a battle between her and Rishi Sunak. And she was announced today as the prime minister. Beautiful scenes to see. And as much as this is a developing news that I haven't really followed, I thought I should just give you that, that Liz Truss is indeed the new prime minister in UK. And on politics, what do you call it? The Kenyan court, yes, has overruled uh, the request made by Raila Odinga uh, for the upturning of the presidential votes. And it said the winner is William Ruto. There was no basis for any of the claims that Raila and his team of nine sent to court over the matters of election. So William Ruto is officially the president of Kenya. And this court business ends today. Beautiful, is it? I have really been trying to wrap my head around it. And honestly speaking, between me and you, I didn't really know anything. Like, why? Why get to do all this? But I think for some people, it was like, this is how democracy in Kenya has grown over the years. And everyone else who can find a way to emulate this system. Yeah, 
is going to be a winner long term. So I hope I'm going to get some time to reflect on that and understand what all these cloud of things was, yeah, if at all, and make sense of it. Because really, I was in the dark. As much as I wanted to know what was happening, I was like, I don't really know, really. So I'm open to a session if you have a way of knowing how and what exactly was happening. I'm going to be leaving my handle at MC Ngotonier. That is my Twitter handle. We can have a chat there. Please educate me. What is all this thing uh, that was meant by the court, the IABC, uh, Raila Odinga, and uh, William Bruto, and all that in, the, in there. Yeah? So that was the politics for today. As we are finalizing this particular episode of today, yeah, I think after talking about the headies, I'm like, yeah, it's too much energy that I used in that particular phase. But um, yeah, let's try to finish this on a lighter, more positive note. And we are going to be finishing on music, by the way. Yeah, that is like how beautiful music is, whether you like it or not. But it's just a beautiful feeling. Yeah, Sete by Keio. Blackie and Young Stana has been making rounds and many rounds, shattering records. Being one of the most streamed songs of its time in a very short period of time. But then why that particular instance happened? Yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but I'm going to say just head out to African Album Review Podcast by MJ Omoto on wherever platform that you are getting this particular podcast and see the very recent upload by him. He is going around the bush and trying to establish the facts for you why Set is such a game changer. But if you can't find it in, again, the African Album Review podcast in whatever podcasting platform that you're listening this on, you can find this particular argument on his YouTube channel at MJ Wamoto. Just search that MJ space Omoto and you'll find the very latest episode is on Why Set by K.O. Blackie and Young Stunner is such a game changer. On the other side, yeah, I would want you to listen to Tobe Nigwe. This amazing man, I think by all standards, his body of work, moments, is always fascinating to me wherever i get to listen or watch i think i always wanted i always want to watch a tobin wigwe video first before i listen to it and i find that wherever i watch it it's a beautiful scene i don't even know how he does it all the videos are just different they are all beautiful it's movement there are mini performances for lack of a better word and he just executes, doesn't get tired, wearing his mint clothes with his wife, fat. And it's just a beauty. Watch out for Tobin Wigwe. Yeah. This man and his wife, fat. And you'll get to understand where I'm coming from. I, but I just love what he does in his videos. The way that he records them, it's just beauty. The way that he executes them, even more. At that particular point, I'd like to come to the very end of this particular podcast. I was your host, Mark Gautinier. Till the next one, which is not very, very far from this one, 
Be safe, stay safe. Bye bye.